Well, we were over at Jay's one night and we were sat in his hot tub. We both loaded up on peyote and we were drinking a beer. We were butt naked. And I said, you know what, man? I said, we love beer. We love hot tubs. And we love hiking. <laughs> but the problem is you can't hike with a hot tub, but you can't hike with a beer. Why don't we write a book on it? <laughs> and Jay was like, I think the peyote, the peyote was really kicking at that point. <laughs> And he was like, shit, man. He's like, that's a great idea. <laughs> was that the peyote talking or was that was that him actually talking? I don't know point, if this I could be published. I, I can't, I I can't do this. <laughs> I realized I was talking to a tree stump. This is seriously like, like a Jim Brewer thing. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Bushwhacks were some of uh, the worst days I've ever had in the mountains, or life, really. Whereas Panzer Mountain is totally opposite, it's a mountain on top of a crater. I think the weather challenges on this incident were particularly difficult. It was really the development of New York State. Catskills were responsible. Now you're listening to Inside the Line, the Catskills. So guys, good news. Today I got an email, finally, back from Osprey that my they're going to send me a brand new pack. They got their warranty is, is all good. It's been about, I'd say three months, three, four months, actually, four months now. So... Good news. They had the strap broke on the chest and they said they couldn't fix it. So I'm getting a brand new pack. That's good. Good service. I like Osprey packs. It's solid, you know? Damn straight. They had me a little nervous because they didn't respond. So then I was like freaking out because I'm like, did it receive it? Did they not receive it? Stuff yeah. like that. But I got an email today. So got my Why Osprey. Did the, uh, my question is to you though. Why did the chest strap break? Have you been working out too much? Or are you just carrying too much beer up the mountain? <laughs> What's the score of chest, which is rippling from bench pressing? Or you just had like 20 beers in there? Oh, dude, every summit I do at least like like 55 push-ups and then 85 pull-ups and stuff like that. No, not at all. It's just I'm getting fat and old. And the chest, I, I'm guessing, you know, it's it's really, if you've ever noticed that the chest strap on a on an Osprey, it doesn't actually have like a connection to it it's it's connected by almost like i wouldn't say by fabric but it's it looks like it's not connected totally yeah exactly it's more of a theoretical connection yeah my my pack stays on pretty nice though because like i do a lot of work on the biceps so mine just stays on if i feel it slipping i just flex a little bit you know so you, you wear the you wear the straps around your arms you pin your arms to your body are you asking how i wear my straps yeah i'm curious you see my strap on. What are you talking about, man? Oh, that TM. strap. Sorry. TMI, TMI, bro. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's move Jesus. along. Let's move along. This is this is going in a real bad direction. This, this is like not the direction. Lots of video clips, please. <laughs> yeah. So, um, a bunch of other news in the in the Catskills besides that. Um, so there was a. I, I just learned about this the other day that there is a development in Woodstock. Well, it's outside of Woodstock. Everybody thinks Woodstock, you know, the town and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a 
company called Woodstock National. They want to build 191 housing units and an 18-hole golf course with also a helipad. And this is kind of like to the southeast, more towards Kingston area. And okay. uh, there is a huge protest going on like about it and stuff like that. And I understand, you know, number one. Oh. Number one, I don't know how anybody would even try to think of doing this in near in or near the Catskills, especially Woodstock. You know, it's like Woodstock is Woodstock. It's all what kind uh, of homes they're going to be? They're going to be second homes, or it's going to be like for people, you know, just living there like full time kind of thing. Or what's the? I I heard reading it. It says like 12 to 24 units of affordable housing and 77 townhouses so that's yeah 75 percent second homes probably right. uh and they like just just reading about the laws in woodstock and you know the the way that the the things are run that i i wouldn't even know why people would want to like even try this really yeah that's that's pretty crazy it's a long way from the summer of 69 when Jay and I were there. <laughs> the problem with this is, Phil, is you're, you're kind of talking about Phil's people. Phil's like a kind of a regular helicopter commute kind of guy. So oh, shit. I do yeah. a little helicopter commute every now and then when I can. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You're, I, you're a true man of the people. I don't um, like sitting in traffic, you know? But they had <laughs> helicopter. I, didn't Richie Havens arrive on a helicopter to Woodstock 69? True. I True. believe he could have been. I think I was on my third bag of shrooms. So I thought he came in a spaceship, but you were a little bit more lucid than, than me at that point, I remember. Dude, how old are you guys? You guys are fooling me. Bill, I'm, Phil's old enough. I'm Phil's old enough to be alive, to have been alive for Woodstock 69. I was alive for, for Woodstock 69. How old are you, Phil? Did you say 62? I'm 55. Okay. Okay. Jesus. I was. I was. I was just about one, but I was still there. You were still I got there. Into you... it early. <laughs> yeah, you did. No, I think the helipad is 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 the least of their problems with that. Um, you know, <laughs> it's just the whole wanting to develop outside of Woodstock at this time. You know, this is this is not the Borscht Belt era. This is not like build wherever you want to. You know, we can pass anything. This is going to take a lot of. Oh yeah, no, I can I can see why the why somebody wants to do it, but yes, the the, the whether or not they have the ability to get it done, that's the question. Correct. If you have Correct. enough money to keep paying your lawyers, you'll get that's there right. eventually, probably. That's right. That's yeah. the problem. You know, that is the definite problem. And then problem. you throw in a bunch of like convenient amenities for the for the town, like that helipad. That's going to be useful for mountain rescue. We're going to let the guy, oh. you know, like this, that, and the other. It's going to be all kind of spin-offs. These guys are smart, you know? And then Char- right. Charlie will start using it to fly the, the big names in for uh, Manitou's, right? Get Killian. Yeah, we'll get, bring Killian we'll bring, in, We'll right? bring Killian in. We'll bring Max King in by helipad. That'll, yeah. that'll, that'll be easy. Jim. Those guys, they might even show up. We can offer them a helicopter ride. If we, if we, can, if we can pay for a helicopter ride, they might come. So are those, I'm guessing those guys are, are crazy runners? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll get we'll get them in here by helipad on in the Woodstock Woodstock area probably. No, nah, they're big. They're big on the environment, big on the carbon footprint. I don't think they do that. It'd have to no, be like a, a pedal helicopter. <laughs> that's what I was going to say a, heli- a human powered helicopter. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. It's got to be all green. Tired. He's pedaling away. We need set course. <laughs> then we'll make it. You know, <laughs> we might make it. 
Uh, there'll yeah. be more helicopter crashes than there are plane crashes in the Catskills. <laughs> Never good. <laughs> Never a good thing. Is there a helicopter crash in the in the Catskills anywhere? Actually, there was one. There was one There's plenty up on... of plane wrecks. Oh yeah, definitely plenty of plane wrecks. Uh, there was one helicopter crash up on Graham Mountain. It actually crashed on the summit. And on Graham, cut... really? Yeah. Well, they wow. cut they cut the trees down even more to get the helicopter out. They they charted it out mm-hmm. by it was happened in the late eighties. So, uh, yeah. they they totally took everything out. So there's no remnants of it left. But there you was make me def- sad when you talk about Graham. That what a summit that used to be. What wasn't that gorgeous? Climb up on that scaffolding, look out what? across the well, not the scaffolding, you know, the old metalwork in the building. Look out across the Catskills. Realize that you just bushwhack your ass off between double top. Yeah. Lucky to survive that in the winter. You oh were God! Like, oh, I just want to get back to my car, man. No, that so yeah. Graham. I've always told people Graham has the worst weather in the Catskills for some reason. I don't know why, but I've always battled you know horrible harsh harsh winter conditions in oh, the summer. Yeah. You know it's been raining and pouring and stuff like that. High winds. And I realized, you know, if you, if you, when you've been up there, you look at the trees, the trees are all low trees that have been yeah. trampled by the weather that cannot. Oh, yeah. It's really crazy. And oh, God damn, you write the memories, man, of Graham Mountain. It was good stuff. Yeah, I never, I never had to, I never got up on Graham actually. Cause, um, oh, that sucks, man. yeah, it's been closed for a few years. Be, don't worry. When you buy it, we'll be, you'll open it up again and we'll all be able to go back there. You just, you know, you chuck them like a couple of hundred mil. Yeah. I, had to, I mean, it's just you got to guarantee me heliport access if the exactly. if I can get to the heliport. We'll build, then... we'll build that thing right up there for you. Oh, we'll put it right at the summit. We'll, yeah, we'll put oh, a coffee yeah. shop up there. That sounds oh, yeah, fun. It's got, a, it's got a nice flat summit for a helipad. Put a brewery up there. Why not? There's already a building there. I know, right? Once you guys get famous from making this, from, from doing this book, <laughs> boom. Yeah. Right there. The, the Graham and Double Top are yours. The Goulds will give that up for money. I definitely had some tough winter conditions back in the day on Graham, you know, when it was open. Uh, I had some nice summer and spring conditions on it, to be fair. But, yeah, uh, yeah I had some hard ones. I, I finished, uh, I think, maybe did I finish my winters on there? I, I don't know. I was very, I had a real tough winter there one time. I, I, I missed the coal, and I, I went too low, and I had to go back home. It was like a foot and a half of snow, and I was just, like, in my snowshoes, up to my knees. I was like, oh, man, this is like a nightmare. <laughs> Anyway, as times. you can tell, I made it. Hell yeah. <laughs> those are the times, though. Those are the times you, you love, and you're just looking yeah. back. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, those are the things you remember, right? The battles. Yeah. So another news in the, in the hiking world. So in Colorado, a moose trampled a hiker, uh, prompting safety reminders from officials. So, of course, well, we don't have moose around here. We have actually tourists that trample people, but that's only at yeah. Catterskill Falls. But, yeah, so two hikers were walking their three dogs uh, off Colorado uh, 67, around three miles south of the Divide, when they spotted mm-hmm. a cow moose with her calves. And uh, the hikers attempted to go around, but unfortunately the cow continued to approach them and trampled on them and the dog the dog began to bark and then made the the cow even more scared scared and yeah. it uh tramp i don't they were they're only attacked uh, nobody passed away or anything like that but mm. this has happened i guess at, at least five or six times this year in the yeah. colorado area moose attack in colorado yeah would you rather wow. be attacked by a moose or attacked by a uh mountain lion oh 
Uh, I think I would go moose because a, I, a moose can't climb a tree. True. So you've got a chance. If you can find a tree and get up it, then yeah. you've got a chance, right? Yeah. Okay. That's the other true. Thing is, but... I mean, I, I guess the other thing with a mountain lion is I can most likely outrun you. So I've got a chance. The mountain lion is definitely going to get you. You're a little bit tastier looking than I am. What does that mean? Jason, I think he's you talking about you. You look That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You look all tanned up and honed. Yeah. I'm just like scrawny, like English white boy. You know, just all bony. You're all, you're all bangers and mash. No, that's Irish. <laughs> no, that's English as well. Oh, okay, yeah. You're uh, you're you're nice and meaty. You know, you work out. True. Yeah. True. I work, I work so, out. I hit the McDonald's drive-through about three times a day. English Irish blood going on. <laughs> yeah. You got that Mediterranean hunky look. When when you look online and you see the 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 sheer size of the moose compared to oh, to other animals, huge. man. I can't yeah. believe, you know, I've seen like like trail cams of a grizzly bear walking by and then, you know, yeah. 10 minutes later, 20 minutes later, a moose walks by and the size comparison, like that grizzly bear is like a teeny tiny dog compared to that moose. It's so insane. I've <laughs> yeah. never, I've never even noticed that until I saw those videos online and I'm just like, holy crap. And the moose are huge. Yeah. I think, I think Studi saw one in like Maine, didn't he? And what a moose in Maine? Maine Didn't, I, I I feel like he did. Like I thought he sent me a picture when he was doing like the New England Hundred. Oh, he! I mean, I Sudi. guarantee he did. Yeah, I mean, Who's he's been all Sudi? over the freaking place. Yeah, Sudi. Sudi. He probably saw a moose. Yeah, probably looking like he... in the mirror. But I, hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he listens to this podcast. But you got to tell him to get he on this goddamn podcast, man. He's he's a big fan. Bullshit. No, he listens. Like, he likes it. I, I, he's, I, he's not a fan of anything, let's be fair. But in as much as he's a fan of something, it would be this podcast. Okay, good. That's good. <laughs> he loves it. But yeah, so so we got no moose traplines up here. But, you know, unfortunately, I do have some some sad news. You know, we just got the, the Rangers report of, of this week. And unfortunately, in on September 16th, a hiker complained of chest discomfort and breathing issues and collapsed in the Diamond Notch Trail in the Hunter West Coast Wilderness. Members of the hiking uh, subject party began CPR while another hiker called 911. Great that they could get some, some service in there. Mm. Um, they assisted with CPR on the 50-year-old from New Jersey and was unsuccessful. And unfortunately, mm. they had to assist them with a uh, carryout. And unfortunately, the person was pronounced dead. At 1 p.m. Exactly. So, yeah, that's right. Nice. Yeah, and that was just it's, up by the falls there at the end of the uh, end of the road trail thing. Uh, it doesn't say bridge. where, just on the Diamond Notch Trail. So I'm not, right. I'm not sure where, but still relatively very flat sad. trail. Yeah, yeah, very sad. Yeah. So another another thing. Let's uh, you know, R.I.P. to that person. Uh, once again, it can happen to anyone. When you're when you're out there, don't give up on CPR because you never know. Three minutes down the road, they might be able to regain consciousness and get back into, uh, yeah. you know, a relative state. And it's just keep trying, keep trying, and you never know. So unfortunate accident in the Catskills. Yeah, and see and see your doctor for screening tests. You know, make, yeah. make sure you're healthy. Go to your doctor. Exactly. That's that's you know once in a while you know 
definitely see them maybe a heart test stuff like that you know cardiovascular exactly you definitely definitely need that you know we're you got you know i'm 40 years old you know the other day yesterday uh i suffered a back injury by just freaking standing there i did absolutely Mm. nothing i just like tight up yeah that was horrible yeah it all falls apart after 40. no i was out of commission for about 10 days the back injury I was adjusting the buckle on my Birkenstocks, and that caused a major, major back strain. That um, sounds like he's. So, that sounds like he's making a joke, but he's not. He wears Birkenstocks. No, I'm actually being very serious. I was adjusting the buckle on my Birkenstocks, so be <laughs> careful. No matter what little thing you do, something very innocent like adjusting a Birkenstock buckle took me out of action for ten days. This and podcast isn't know, sponsored. The podcast isn't sponsored by Birkenstocks, is it? I hope. No, I hope not. I know. But he's like, making just a lot be, of references. be careful. You know, like I had my nice little hippie, hippie shoes on. I was looking to, you know, head down to the organic store and buy some some oat milk, and uh, I was just strapping in for safety. And, also, probably uh, not a joke. Having traveled with him, I mean, the thing that sucked was I didn't make it, so I was out of oat milk and I had no tofu. So oh, I was struggling God. for like a day. I mean, your I man, really your man struggling. bun came undone, right? Yeah. I mean, it was it was messy. I mean, I had to I had to call my friends. I had, to, I had to get people to rally for me. I was out of tofu and out of oat milk. I mean, people were concerned. We've traveled to races all over this country. We've seen a lot of great uh, cities together, Phil. But the first mm. absolute first stop we make in any city is Whole Foods. He cannot go absolute. without Whole Foods. Wow. Oh, hold on. When we go to Texas, so we go to liquor stores first, don't we? We go to liquor store. No, we go to Whole Foods first, and then we spend the rest of the day going to liquor stores. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and then we do a we run a hundred miles, and then we yeah. run a hundred, and then we go back to liquor stores. <laughs> Dude, I like your style. That's my kind of style. And we you run guys really drink- fast because we're worried we're missing out on buying some bourbon <laughs> in Texas. <laughs> okay, so so you guys do drink liquor, so that's cool. Yeah. We went on a trip to Texas once to run a hundred kilometer race called the Bandera Hundred K. And I went into the local liquor store and I saw they had a extensive collection of very well-priced rare bourbon. So we then proceeded to drive around every liquor store. This became the rest of the day. Until I had 20 bottles of bourbon, (laughs) rare bourbon in my possession, (laughs) which I then rolled up to the airport with in boxes. And the security guy was like, hey, man, what you got in those boxes? I was like, whiskey. He was like, good man. Let's load it up. (laughs) I'll help you. that, that was that was literally that had to be six hours of our day, the day before no this race. Oh yeah, and I, I could have kept going. I mean, plus we, and then and then driving to the packing store to get the stuff that we could box it up in. Right. Yeah. Got to box wow. that up. The work that you know the the worst thing you can see is when the things coming out on the luggage carousel <laughs> is sweet bourbon dripping all over it. <laughs> Crazy, you guys then are you got crazy. To start licking, and you don't know where that carousel is. <laughs> you know, watching on that carousel. Uh, always this one, is... always one, one stop too far, Phil. Right, right. Uh, I'm only going one stop too far because you know I know Sash has a pretty extensive following. If, if he was more, if it was more of a low key podcast, I'd be going three or four steps too far. I, I did say it was a low key podcast. I gotta That's admit right. that. Keep I kind of. I kind of regret saying that. So <laughs> he's 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 understating. Yeah, you so had us far. on. You it, the, losing control of the narrative was inevitable, especially he with did. Phil. 
He did. Sorry. I'm going well, to say, I'm gonna say that Joe, Joe Brogan's <laughs> kind of pissed with him. Oh, Joe Rogan's yeah. like, who in earth his, is this guy? His million <laughs> views per my MMA freaking... boys to take him out next time he's hiking. <laughs> Joe Rogan, I'll, I'll, I'll take him on. I'll take him on for, for a fight and see. He'll kill me. I don't know about that. Let's just take him on on podcast numbers. I will. I will. I'll. I'll see. I'll see the the numbers with his million compared to my three hundred. Yeah, either way is <laughs> good. Love it. So, also, you know, one of the rules, the biggest rules I have with hiking, especially with groups and and individuals, is never leave anybody behind. You know, that's that's actually happened a couple times in the Catskills. I remember uh, the Hudson Valley hikers leaving somebody behind on Big Indian and stuff. And then I get this this email from my friend saying that a 63-year-old injured hiker was rescued from the Grand Canyon after his friends left him behind. So mm. the guy fell like 50 feet and hurt his shoulder, and the friends left him behind. They didn't say like he they didn't say they were gonna go call 911. They said, Yeah, yeah, you can just catch up. You're only your shoulders hurt. And the guy kind of mm. like passed out. And luckily he regained consciousness, called 911 and they had to rescue him via helicopter. So is that, you know, I know, I know you guys are, you're, you're funny guys and stuff like that. So is that, is that a big rule of yours as well to leave, never leave yeah, anybody? I mean, Bill I mean, operates a hundred percent by that rule with one. I mean, his one, you know, exception he makes is never leave somebody behind unless they're moving too slow and you get bored. And so, so right, there that, is one time that's how that I'll works. Tell you a story about the cat skills. So I was doing the cat skill nine one time, and I convinced Jay to come and do the nine with me. Okay, once. So he comes out. Once. He brings two liters of water and four pounds of bologna as his <laughs> yes. sustenance. Wow. Okay? That's so we head out on trail. There's a couple of other true. guys. Mike Sudi's with us, and a buddy of ours, Jay Limos. Four of us set off into the woods as you do. We start from Denning, we roll up, you know, table and peekamoose, and then we head off on the bushwhack. We're going along. Jay's like eating that bologna like there was like there was no tomorrow. I was he's, holding he's my got own. At least I held my own. Bologna. What's that? I, I was holding my own. Yeah, he was eating the bologna. He was hiking <laughs> real nice with us. <laughs> so we, we pop out, as you do. We cross the dink. He's bitching and moaning about the dink. He's got a couple of scratches. He realized that he's got a photo shoot with GQ next week and it's going to be a mess. He's all scratched up. So we pop out, as you do, right by Cornell. And he strolls out onto Cornell and he's like, guys, I'm like, I'm dragging here. I'm going to wait for you guys at Cornell. I'm going to do the eight, he calls it, the Ocho. So we're like, dude, you can't do the Ocho, man. There's only one thing called the nine. Anyway, so he's there and he's now struggling for hydration, which is hot. He's low on water. We get to slide. There's a bit of water there to the spring. He's only he's doing the ocho still. He, he couldn't drag his ass out to Wittenberg. <laughs> so we get in. The other two take off because they want to get a beer. They're like, we're going to leave this muppet behind. <laughs> I will not leave him behind. I'm like, we dragged his ass out on the nine. I'm not leaving him behind. So I did not leave you behind on that day, even though you have four pounds of bologna in you. You were like on your third liter of like pond water. Like you probably... <laughs> drank down like you know was, four million mosquito lava i was so unhappy oh i could imagine those last oh, two miles misery was palpable those last two miles and we were we were like trying to run it in too right going down the curtis ormsby trail yeah you were you were sucking man we were running it in and i was bologna bouncing around in your so belly. miserable 
I could imagine. I, thought you were gonna turn into I was a just I was trick. so angry at you. I was so mad. Yeah. So sad. <laughs> that, that says it all, right? The guy yeah. he did the ocho. He took four pounds of bologna with him. He's turning into a salt crystal because we basically know that bologna is just salt. And he's now drinking out of, you know, normally down the Cursey Thornsby, you can get water. There's a whole bunch of little streams and stuff down there. The thing's dry as a bone. There's a couple of tiny little puddles. He's got his silly little, like, UV filter he's rubbing around in the water. Don't drink it. Jesus. I'm like, dude, you're going to get Jardia. You're going to drink some, I don't know what you got going on. I would have taken like, Jardia at that point. not going to go well for you. I would have anyway, taken. I would have been very happy to have Jardia. Jason, rolled, I'm so sorry I invited you on this. Phil is just seriously <laughs> making a mock. He rolls into the car park. Studi and Lemos are on like their second beer. They're having a great old time. <laughs> he is just a mess. Anyway, long and the short is I did not leave him behind. <laughs> is this true, Jason? Trust me, though. I wanted to. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes, okay. that's true. That's true. Phil, I'll, give him, I'll give him that one. Thank you he for being a great citizen, Bill. He was hiking real strong until we got to Rocky. And then I was like, uh-oh. And then he was crying like a baby, going up some Cap. He That's got a, a couple of scratches, realized the GQ situation was on the line. <laughs> got over to Friday. Like, he's got, like, we're cruising over the dink, easy as can be. And he's literally, I thought he was going to stop and just say, I need to get helicoptered out of here. I was going to, I would have taken a helicopter out of the dink for sure. <laughs> Not yet, yet. We don't have a helipad in, in Woodstock, so sorry, buddy. We just build it on top of Friday. Then. If someone's right. not happy on the dink, they just get taken. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, that's his. He did the Ocho. I mean, I didn't know which way to look. I'm almost embarrassed to say he ended up doing the Ocho. So, Why are you embarrassed? Happy, but I was going to say, did you did you leave him? You went over to Wittenberg and and came back. Yeah, but he yeah, was I mean, stationary. So you were you left <laughs> him behind for like stationary. No, no, no. Oh, no, I didn't. you didn't. You started heading towards slide. That's right. Yes, yeah, you guys so... uh, You guys caught up to me coming down slide. Okay. Yeah. So you left him behind. I was surprised. Yeah, he left me behind. It was fine. I was surprised you He left me ahead, so technically, down. I guess. You True. were surprised what? That I made it up there on my own? Yeah, I mean, we were actually surprised. We thought we were going to find you pretty soon. <laughs> I was like, where's this guy gone? I was like, please don't tell me he's got lost. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Well, yeah. He's I mean... got his UV pen. He's got a pound of bologna <laughs> left. <laughs> Damn. He's about like... to be on the Discovery Channel. <laughs> right? It's Bear Grylls. He's like, on freaking slide mountain. I'm living off of bologna. <laughs> Good Lord. I was up on slide mountain one time. And um, I did, I was doing the nine again. And uh, this was in winter, and it was freezing. It was like minus 10 or something. It was, it was brutal out there. I think that was when I tried to do the winter, when I did the winter round in like three and a half days. And there's a couple trying oh. to get some water from the slide spring. And it's kind of frozen up. I'm like, oh, what are you guys up to? And they're like, oh, we're hiking. Uh, you know, we're going to hike to Phoenicia. And they were at the spring. And I was like, oh, you've got quite a ways to go. And it's getting real cold tonight, and there's a storm coming in. And... Um, Anyway, I never saw anything on the news about them, but uh, you can definitely have some adventure in those mountains, you know? Yeah. I guess they made it. They, were, well, they camped good. that night and they made it the next day. Well, that's good. That's was good. Was that an example of... Yeah, but never leave anyone behind. behind I, was, I missed the point of that one. That's irrelevant. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Phil. I got to jump in on this. <laughs> this is irrelevant to the time. That's just a random story. That's a segue. That's, 
Hey, at least at least uh yeah, you kind of help them and talk to them. <laughs> Keep them in consciousness, I guess. What? <laughs> so, you know, my friend, uh one of the guys who supports the show, I talk to him a lot. His name's Darren White. He was telling me that he has a bunch of fears and stuff while hiking and as do I. A lot of this I've I've come up with and I've also had fears of. So, one of my biggest fears while in the middle of the freaking hike is where are my keys to the car? Right. They should hmm. be at your car. They should be, leave them at your car. Do not take them into the mountains with you. Put them in a little, little space somewhere on the car. Hike all you like in the mountains. If you lose the keys in the mountains, it's a royal pain in the ass. Okay. Um, you would most likely never be finding those again. Do you have a specific place you like to put the keys? Yeah. <laughs> where? I'm not going to tell you. You'll steal my car. Exactly. I was waiting for I've that. Seen your, I've seen your crusty old Subaru. Everybody's got Subarus. What is the Subaru? Am I the only one with a Tesla out there? Uh, yeah. Phil He's wanted a, a Tesla, but uh, I don't know. Said, I won't, I won't it, say anything. They're they're pain in the ass. <laughs> I got to admit. Especially in the Catskills and the Adirondacks, they're a pain in the ass. But, you know, you every... Every every time I, I like get out of the car and I, I get out my pack my pack, I put my keys in a my wallet in a Ziploc bag just so just so I'm I'm like okay so they're protected at least somewhat but I just still have always what that are fear. you protecting them from a moose? Well, the elements of course. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Valid point, right? <laughs> um, but you know that that's one of them. You know realizing when my friend was on this podcast earlier and he was on the Wittenberg Cornell slide hike. And when they were just summiting, starting to go up slide, he realized that he left the keys in the car and it was a car spot. So they had no way to get from one car to the other. <laughs> so, oh, <wow. laughs> so and so this fun. was like, like, he's like, the funny thing is, is like, do, do I tell them? Do I not tell them until we get to the bottom and stuff like that? I was like, Oh, Dude, you got to be kidding me. He's like, no, no, it really did happen. Well, you just get reception and call a taxi somewhere. Yeah, I I mean, I right at the top of slide, you probably could have got. He probably could have. What a moron. Yeah, so, He's an idiot. John, you're an idiot if you listen, listen to this, but highly doubtful he does. What did they do? Did they just have to go backwards? So they, I guess they caught a, they caught somebody gave them, they hitchhiked and oh, caught okay. a ride all the way gotcha. back down to Woodland Valley. But he, like, when they were going up the, the ladder, he's just like, oh, I don't have my keys with me. And they're just like, <laughs> like his, his uh, father-in-law turned around. And he goes, what the hell did you just say? <laughs> and he's just like, well, uh, yeah, I don't have the keys. And he's just like, are you freaking kidding me? And his father was a, his father-in-law was a DEC, like a co uh, control officer. So he like mm -hmm. knew the area and he's like, we are like at the one of the most farthest away spots from the Woodland Valley. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> and no, no form of talk any from their part since. So it was, uh, it was pretty, pretty funny. But that, that's another fear of mine. Losing you know, your, yeah, yeah. I forgetting think I, your keys I'm in the car. More worried about losing my phone. Yeah, right. I mean, that's... then I'm gonna have to get my map and compass out if I'm lost <laughs> <laughs> and start going old school. You know. Yeah, yeah, not using all trails, man. That's that's that. Phil, what are your trail fears? Yeah, what, what about fears, you, man? Um, <laughs> that I have to do the nine with Jay again is a pretty yep. big fear of mine. That's, that's a big one. 
Um, no, losing my phone is kind of stressful. Uh, cold fingers I don't like, so I generally, like, I don't like to get cold fingers because if you can't ch- zip jackets, change clothes, eat food, get water, if your hands get too cold, you know, maybe use your uh, in-reach if you need or something like that. So I'm I'm pretty good at always taking some hand warmers with me. I like to have multiple glove options. So I'd say basically, like, doing the nine with Jay and cold hands in winter and losing my phone are my top three. Probably two biggest. <laughs> And, you know, like just hiking on your own and getting hurt. Like I hike on my own quite a lot. Yeah. You know. It's a good one. Jay, Jason, how about you, Ben? Snakes. I hate snakes. Really? Oh, yeah. I hate snakes. That's it. Uh, I mean, I'm afraid of most things, but mostly snakes. Oh, my God. His list of fear. I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg for him. Let's I mean, just about snakes his, for his now. His biggest is running out of baloney. <laughs> I mean, most of us are, are good with navigation and stuff like that, but... You know, what about like, I mean, if you're, if you're a newbie, you know, maybe, you know, taking a wrong turn and end up at the wrong trailhead. So you're, you're at the summit of slide and you go down the, the Denning way and just imagine mm. being at Denning <laughs> instead of the slide trailhead. Phil yeah. would just run. He'd just be like, yeah, ah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. That's another like eight miles for me. That's good. Yeah, you can do no it in problem. like 10 minutes. It's a long I mean, way. That's, that's a long <laughs> way. Bullshit for you, please. Mm. Yeah. I call BS. Well, you might get lucky when you get to the junction there. You might be able to take a right if you if you read the signs. I know, I guess right? You'd have to get lost and all of a sudden not be able to read. <laughs> that's a fear. And that, that's you know, that's that's the one thing I don't like, get. I'm is... lost and my brain froze and I can't read. <laughs> that's now the I'm one screwed. thing I don't get is people <laughs> people get lost like on the trail actually in daylight. I'm just like. They have the markers up there that like show red, blue, and yellow. Like, yeah. it's not. Uh, it's crazy. <laughs> I think they should put numbers on those markers and then put the number on the map. So when no you way. correspond the number of the marker to the map, say, "Oh, I'm at blue marker number twelve. Look right. at my map. Oh, there we go, blue marker number twelve. Sweet. I know exactly where I am." There's way too many markers. People will get that so confusing. Yeah, this is right, a mar- little pen phil this is america we count to like maybe like 30 and then we're done <laughs> gotta remember that man come on we're, we're simple we're we don't do kilometers we don't do meters we 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 covered in hot dogs and hamburger sizes come on <laughs> <laughs> like slide mountain is at least 200 uh hamburgers <laughs> come on all right so Welcome everyone to episode ninety-three of Inside the Line. The Wait, have we not Lounge. been recording? We have been. It's just the <laughs> intro. That was that was the 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 that's small the talk. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. all the time we have today. Thanks. Thanks. Yes, goodbye. That's where the quality goes down, you know. I you know I love doing that 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 small talk beforehand. Just be just to get like into the flow of things. Now I know that you guys are. I, I don't know, freaking crazy. It's <laughs> <laughs> my face is going to hurt after this because I'm smiling so much. So 93 of Inside the Line, the Catskill Mountains podcast. I have Phil Vondra and Jason Friedman here. Is that how you say Jason Friedman? Yep. Okay. So they just made a new book called Beer Hiking in New York State. My friend told me about this a couple weeks back and I just you know learned about it as well and then just read about it. Fantastic book to to talk about definitely in the catskills and you know new york state with their their breweries hopping all over the place uh literally that that 
That was good. Hopping. I got Absolutely. It. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I got that. That was nice. <laughs> so they're here to talk about this. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks for participating in this amazing first. I don't even know. Usually, it usually says how many minutes we're recording. It hasn't said. So I don't even know how many. Does minutes, it mean we're not recording, maybe? 40, no, it's 45 <laughs> minutes. Oh. 45 minutes of recording. So. So thank you to the monthly supporters, Darren White, Vicky Ferrer, John Comiskey, Jim C., Michael Bogner, David Mead, Matt Smith, and Denise Weiss. Thank you guys for supporting the show. Also, thank you to the sponsors, Outdoor Chronicles Photography. Molly from Outdoor Chronicles Photography specializes in adventure elopement and adventure couple photography in the Catskills, Adirondacks, and White Mountains. She is an also efficient for getting married and a licensed guide, but she is also a story maker. Molly won't give you just photos. She'll give you memories that will last forever. Don't hesitate to get a hold of Molly on all platforms. Also, have you ever wanted to learn about more of, about hiking and backpacking in the in the Catskills or even just brush up on some of your old skills in the backcountry? Check out Trailbound Project, a hiking and backpacking school located in New Jersey. Scott and Joe from the New York Jersey Search and Rescue Team have amazing background in Wilderness First Aid, Wilderness First Responder, and the Mountain Rescue Association, and they are there to help you learn new and old skills of hiking and backpacking. They teach anything from first aid, map and compass, and many other skills that could help you and others while out on the trail. Check them out on their website and all social media platforms. So, guys, you guys drinking anything tonight? I'm on the I'm on the hard kombucha tonight. I'm trying to just work on my uh, probiotics. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I hate to say uh, that. Got to keep the system regular. Got to keep it maintained. You know. Good call. So I just uh, yeah I came down to to the basement to. Uh, grab a beer. I have a um, just grabbed a two way brewing company saison, a confusion saison. Have you guys had two way? Uh, what? I've had a three way. <laughs> you know, I was waiting for that. Freaking <laughs> waiting for it. Okay, this you may have think we planned that, but we didn't. It, it actually, I'll show you. It is, it is two way brewing is a real thing. That wasn't just an elaborate setup for a joke. Although that would have been really good. Maybe we can work that into our next routine, Phil. No, two yes. ways in um, <laughs> two, two ways in Beacon. What when we're on when we're on Saturday Night Live? Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. All right. I think we got a chance. Once once word gets out of what's happening here, this thing there's a rocket there's a rocket ship to the moon. Phil, Dave Chappelle is going to be all after us. Oh, I would love Dave Chappelle. I know all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Please, Dave Chappelle. Please, you're if you're listening to this, come and get a hold of me. I love Dave Chappelle. So where's that? Is that a New York brewery? Yeah, sorry, it's in uh, it's in Beacon. I'm just there. There is a a, a non-zero but incredibly close to zero chance that Dave Chappelle is listening to this right now. But well, I'm but white. He doesn't zero. listen to me. That's good enough for me. Yeah, uh, been, zero is good enough. I, you know, it's, it's that off chance of Dave Chappelle listening to this. You know, I, Dave, I can quote you on anything and everything that you've ever done. So I, it sounds like psycho, but God, I love your stuff. It's so true. On the off chance that Scarlett Johansson is listening, would you like to go out with me? <laughs> she's single? Nice. Nice. There's All no right. chance she's listening. Zero chance. And even less chance she go out with you. No, 300, 300 <laughs> listeners per episode. So, you know, there there's a slight chance. Very slight chance. There's a chance. Yeah. So you're saying there's a chance. Sorry. It's a beacon. It's very good. It did not. We, 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 uh, we don't have it in the book, but that's only because we ran out of room. So. Maybe uh, uh, the next volume edition. Two. Volume, yeah, two. volume two. Dude, there could be so many volumes. I'm so excited for this. Yeah. 
It's going to be like Encyclopedia Britannica in the end. Right. 80 volumes. We're going to call them tomes eventually. I like that. I don't. That's is good. that is that some English term? That's, that's some English shit. Um, <laughs> a tome is like, a, you know, like a old book of knowledge. Man, we don't have that here in America. <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> we, Come on, I guess I guess I'm a Brit. We did invent books, <laughs> and you know that's for real. God, we did actually invent books. <laughs> this is the best episode ever. <laughs> this is going to be explicit <laughs> so much. <laughs> Jesus. So, what have you guys hiked previously? What was your last hike that you did? Me, I did. I did Drybrook and Millbrook Ridge. Nice. Uh, last weekend. Nice. That's an awesome Went out hike. into the uh, far western cats. Back and beyond. Uh, the a- last hike I did, I think, was. I mean, we swept the escarpment. Um, that might have. That, yeah. I mean, that was that was the last time I was in the cats. That was about a month ago. Nice. Yeah. Both beautiful spots, right? though. Try, yeah. I mean, Drybook Ridge and, and the Escarpment, man. There's both of those places. Escarpment is, of course, more popular. And then Drybook Ridge is, is secluded as heck. You know, once you get beyond, yeah. of course, the Balsam Lake area and stuff like that. Yeah. Secluded as heck. I mean, even even at the Escarpment, you go past beyond Stopple Point to Blackhead. That area right there is, is one of the most, I, I don't know how to say it like treacherous areas in the, in the Catskills. Cause you come up on an Arizona mountain, that amazing bald spot that uh, created by, by glaciers. And then you're coming up on camp steel right up there. Everybody stops at the summit, takes the left right over to the Batavia kill lean to area, but they never go to camp steel. So mm. fantastic spot. Good, good hikes with good weather for both of you. Amazing. Great, great yeah, weather. Cool. Right. Yeah. Soon? yeah. My uh, the Scotland was amazing. Like, and then my Drybrook and Millbrook was was amazing as well. Really nice, beautiful conditions. Just just cooled down, you know. Nice yeah. temperatures. Got rid of that crazy summer we had of just like rain and humidity and heat. Yeah, it's it's been well, the rain Rough has summer. been crazy. The the humidity, like you said, the humidity has been up there and just freaking killing at you. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. tough. Cool. Well, awesome. Yeah, I shit. What did I hike last? Uh, I think I did Bramley Mountain. You ever been to Bramley Mountain near Delhi? Nah, no. I've heard of it. Good. Very easy. So if, if you do it in like a loop, a lollipop. One side mm-hmm. has an old fire tower. They're they're proposing a new fire tower up there, which is awesome. Beautiful yeah. view of the Western Catskills, and then you have the northern kind of foothills of the Catskills. Phenomenal spot easy hike first one way up is is old roads way back way down is pure hiking you know some mm-hmm. nice steep areas some steep pitches fall along some mud stuff like that everything is 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 great and fantastic great spot still high it's a little far out of the way of really everybody but you know they have good food out there they have strickland hollow who has good local liquor and beer check them out if you're ever in the area strickland mm-hmm. hollow great local beer and liquor anything mm-hmm. anything you can think of as local catskills related nice awesome yeah it's around like four and a half mile trip probably around mm-hmm. very very easy very nice beautiful views of the western catskills you can see slide uh at times you can definitely see 
uh, let's see, Double Top and Graham, I think. Mm-hmm. And then some of the Drybrook Ridge in an area over there. So it's very, very nice, very easy, very, very comfortable. Good awesome. way to get intro to the cats. Yeah, I think when I get when I get working on my old trails challenge, I'll probably go out there. It's out of sight of the blue line. It's outside of the blue line. But still do it. Do All it. Right. It's fun. Yeah. Nice and easy. You'll do it in like 15 minutes. Sounds good. Also, Catskill News volunteer. Uh I know that the the slot or the the trailhead stewards are coming to an end soon, but you can still volunteer uh with doing uh like trail crew conditioning stuff like that. Catskill's trail crew, Catskill Mountain Club, Visitors Center. Don't forget that you can always do some trail conditioning stuff, some roadside cleanup, anything, just volunteer. You know, any eight hours a year will make a huge difference in the Catskills. We all know yeah. that. And uh you know what else you can do, Stash? What's that? If you're walking along a trail and there's something falling across it and you're in good enough health and it's not big and it's easy to move, just get it and take it off the trail. Don't step over it. Why not just remove it? If we all did a little bit every time we went out hiking, it would make it all so much easier. I've been out hiking plenty of times and I don't like to bitch, but occasionally I do like to bitch. And I've seen it caught up with an experienced group of hikers that I know. And I've seen all kinds of shit across the trail. They could have easily picked up and moved off the trail. And I'm like, why don't we all just chip in a little bit, you know? And, and like, even if you're not volunteering, you know, X, whatever hours a a year that you want to do, if you see some like shit, that's easy to move off the trail, just pick it up and throw it off, you know, like, why not? But I've, I've seen plenty of times people don't, they just expect someone else to. They, I don't think they know how these trails get cleared. A lot of people, um, and it's just easy to do. If we all did that every time we went out hiking, it'd be so much easier for the maintainers, so much easier for everyone else. Just do a little bit when you're out there. Correct. Yeah, and you know, like if, you, if there's three of you moving one of those like fallen trees, that's you know, like maybe like a foot in diameter, not even three of you can push that right out of the way instead of someone yeah, coming just, in there with a song. Don't get hurt, but just yeah. you know, like. If it's easy to move and it's safe, just just move it. You know, there's often very small little things across the trail that you could just throw off. Super easy. You know, you give this guy you give this guy a platform, he's just going to talk your ear off. This is the problem. Yeah, I tried to throw you off the trail, but I couldn't lift you. <laughs> oh, I highly doubt that. He's he's smaller. You're four than me. pounds of baloney was blocking the trail. <laughs> yeah, right. Four pounds of baloney and and whatever else he's carrying in that pack. Jesus, not enough water. That's for sure. <laughs> agreed anyway also so get your also if you need some stickers uh let me know or also get them at camp catskill in tannersville all right so let's flip on to the last part of the sponsors and then we'll get on to the main part of the show uh so is it time for some new gear hiking the catskills say no more camp catskill in tannersville has all your hiking needs footwear socks moisture working shirts freeze-dried meals catskill merchandise and more they have all the essentials for your hiking needs Located in Tannersville and online, check out Camp Catskills. And if you want free stickers, stop here. Also, they said, Ryan from Camp Catskill also said, if you use the code word ITL 15 September till the end of September, you can get 15% off more in the store. You can use it online or at the store. So ITL 15 SEPT. Use it online or at the store. You can get 15% off. Oh, so if you're also ready to hit the trails, make sure you take the scenic route. 
Scenic Route Guiding is here to help you with your goals, big or small, like Marcy or Slide or Lone of the Stewards. Check out Scenic Route Guiding Gear Rentals on Instagram and Facebook for more information. Also, if you mention the podcast, you can get 10% off. Use the code MOUNTAINLION. Check out another summit, a nonprofit program that leads outdoor adventures, activities for veterans and first responders for free. Walking, hiking, backpacking, and paddling trips, and many others. Check out anothersummit.org for more information and dates on future events. All right, so we're done with the sponsors, guys. So let's get on to the guests of the night. Let's go. Phil Vondra and Jason Friedman of the new book, Beer Hiking in New York. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot, man. It's good to be here. Psyched. It's my it's my second time on the show. I feel like a veteran. Yeah, right. I was gonna say, Phil, it's your second time, but you know, yeah. Jason's more the star you, here because why don't you let time. him ho- why don't you let him host the show, Phil? Because he would yeah, right? Okay. I'm just All right. Thanks. <laughs> God, you guys are like back and forth on each other. Jesus. <laughs> Is this how it was? I got a, oh, that'll be a question later on. All right. <laughs> Let's save that. So Jason, I'm, you know, I have Phil on here for the first thing, but I'm going to go with Jason now. Jason, how about a little background about yourself, sir? Uh, sure. Um, yeah. Uh, like Phil, I live in New Paltz um, and uh, I work unlike Phil uh, I have a no. I'm just kidding. No, I, I'm a I'm a physician at Northern Dutchess Hospital in the emergency department, and I do some sports medicine and exercise physiology work as well, and uh, coach running and and do a little bit of running and hiking on my on my for myself. I guess I don't know how why I couldn't figure out how to say that sentence. Uh, yeah, happen. wife, two kids, dog, the whole shebang. Hell yeah! So Phil, how about you, sir? Me, I'm uh, I'm Chance. I moved over here 20 years ago from UK, from living in London. Moved to New York City uh, first off. Ended up getting a place in Newport in 2008. Moved up here full time a few years after that. Uh, I work in the uh, foreign exchange markets, uh, specifically Latin American foreign exchange, uh, Brazil and Mex predominantly. Uh, I'm a trail runner, hiker, climber. Uh, and I like a glass of beer every now and then. Um, and, uh, yeah, 20, 20 year veteran of, uh, living in the USA. Nice. Congratulations. Uh, sorry, Jason, to, to steal the star, but also Phil, you set the record for fastest time for the 3,500, correct? I mean, uh, yeah, I did a winter round in uh, three and a half days. Christ, that's absolutely insane. I hate to say that. Unbelievable. Fun times. It did include me driving home during it, take my kids to swim, <laughs> doing the washing, making them, and getting back up at 4 a.m. the next morning and driving back up to the cats <laughs> in an ice storm. Uh, fortunately, I made the correct decision to take the big roads rather than the back roads because there was sheet ice all over the place. Oh, I ended could... up driving up uh, McKinley Hollow and I could barely make it up the road. It was, you know, those crazy storms, you just get that like, sheet of ice on the road but luckily all the big roads and it was only mckinley driving up mckinley hollow that was uh was a sheet of ice I only had like i don't know whatever it is a mile mile and a half uh yeah it was wild yeah i'm i'm looking up to see what number uh uh episode that was just so people can can figure it out sorry 
Let's give me a second. Jesus. I don't even know my own thing. I mean, 93 sep- <laughs> episodes in. So many, man. I mean, it's it's not even that good. That's the thing. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll post it in the the show notes. My God, why can't I thought I, I had it on here somewhere. Was it really early, Phil? It wasn't. It was fairly early. I mean, was it two years yeah, ago now, yeah. Phil? Oh, yeah. Episode 19. No yeah, shit. There you go. Wow. So whatever. Sorry, sorry, Jason, but uh just for him to somewhat steal the show, but you're the star of the show now. So well, well Jason is a uh, I don't need to be the star. Uh, I'm okay. Mr. Catskill around. So what you about your hiking? Or no, no uh, yes, I finished. Yes, I've done them all. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I to be honest, I haven't even finished my winter round. Oh, I haven't finished my winter round, no. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't really like I, I hike exclusively during the winter but i just don't have the desire to to complete another round of some list the list is not on my mind yeah. it's just having having a good time yeah so uh okay. what about your hiking background round jason have you done anything besides the catskills and stuff i've done a fair bit of hiking in the adirondacks and kind of western new york i went to college out in ithaca and uh you know did a nice. bunch of hiking around there in the finger lakes and yeah so i you know kind of grew up um in the winters, uh, cross country skiing up in the Dax, and then in the summers, you know, doing some hiking up there. So, and I've done a little bit of like the long trail in Vermont. Uh, nice. Uh, that was Ooh, nice. years ago, but that was really fun. Yeah. Nice. That's some good stuff. Uh, I'm going out to the Finger Lakes this weekend, actually, to to hike. Oh yeah, awesome I'm trails out that way. Doing up in Penyan and Naples and stuff like that. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, Phil, how about you, sir? Uh, well, I've done a cat skill. I've been, I'm, uh, done my cat skill peaks, all my cat skill peaks in winter and regular, regular rounds. I've done Adirondack 46 as well. Um, and, you know, I've done some little bit of hiking out on, in the West, uh, a lot of hiking in the UK. Uh, but I think I really got into it in kind of the cat skills, to be honest. I mean, Sudi started dragging me up to the cat skills and I really, just kind of got into them, you know. I like that balance between the wildness of the Catskills, but the history of the life in the Catskills as well. You know, I think that's there's an interesting crossover there between the kind of flora and fauna and geology and the, uh, you know, the, the the people that lived there historically is a yeah. very interesting crossover point. Yeah, it's definitely say- good. No, I was just going to say, Phil, you should say also, you not only have your winter round, but you have your grid and you have a grid in, in 12 consecutive months. Well, I finished every Catskill 3500 Club peak. Um, I did a consecutive, I did every peak in every month in 12 months consecutively, but I haven't finished my CMC grid. I've got either two left or four left. Right. Oh, so wow. I'm dragging out to Drybrook and Millbrook. <laughs> I think I'm either at th- uh, four sixteen or four eighteen. I think I've got wow. a historical double top and Graham somewhere that I can't find. So I'll probably just end up having to do Drybrook and Millbrook again in December. But I th- I thought I had a a Graham and double top there. But wow. either way, I'll uh, I'll just whatever add the others if I have to. So both are familiar, of course, with the Catskills. And uh, that's why I have you on here. Plus, you're doing a beer hiking book, which is absolutely fantastic. Something that I've never really heard of uh, besides that. I think it's the patch that Tom and Lori Rankin came up with. It was just like views and brews or something like that. 
mm-hmm. they came up with really crazy. Um, so what about like writing background? Did you, do you guys have any like writing background or is this something new to you? Um, I don't have a writing background. Jay, I believe you <laughs> have a st- blog. still doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually I did write a dissertation when I was at university. I did a geology degree and I wrote a <laughs> dissertation, but sadly when I calculated my words per minute speed, when it was typed up on an ancient word processor in 1990, I think I came out at one word a minute, which is, <laughs> ra- <laughs> which is rather disconcerting. And my <clears throat> great uncle read it and he said, this is possibly the worst piece of writing I've ever read in my life. <laughs> so <laughs> I think we'll defer to Jay for the, uh, the quality uh, literary component. <laughs> I don't know about quality, but uh, I mean, I was, I've always enjoyed writing and uh, I had a couple of like, magazine like running magazine pieces uh published and yeah like phil said i did have a blog for for whatever that's worth for a number of years uh but no, no, nothing what's that what was the blog so i can tag it in the, the show notes oh i mean there's I, I don't think i've posted on it in two years but uh yeah people are welcome to check it out it's called um it's called a muddy pair of heels uh and it's uh sh- crap i don't even remember the i can uh, yeah, if they if it's they go good. to uh, yeah if they search for a muddy pair of heels or if they go to um my website uh, gunksrunner dot com uh, nice. th- there's a link to it there so um yeah so but no no nothing you know no book experience or travel writing or anything like that nothing similar to this I did write yeah. a little piece for the canister magazine actually once I remember that yeah I guess my my claim to fame. <laughs> Ah, oh, right there. Stretch it out, right there. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. Po- you did write one guest post on my blog, which was uh, that was one of the more psychedelic but enjoyable posts that we had up there. Yeah, there All right. you go. Well, I'll take that as a win. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, what inspired you guys to to write a book? Like, what 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 kind of forces came together to be like, hey, let's write a book about hiking and beer? Um, well, we were over at Jay's one night, <laughs> and we were sat in his hot tub. We both loaded up on peyote and we were drinking a beer. We were butt naked. And I said, you know what, man? I said, we love beer. We love hot tubs. We love hiking. (laughs) But the problem is you can't hike with a hot tub, but you can't hike with a beer. Why don't we write a book on it? (laughs) And Jay was like, I think the peyote peyote was really kicking at that point. And he was like, shit, man. He's like, that's a great idea. <laughs> was that the peyote talking or was that was that him actually talking? At I don't know point, if this I could be published. I, I can't I, I, I can't was do this. Moose. <laughs> and then I realized I was talking to a tree stump. <laughs> this is seriously like what? like a Jim Brewer wrong? thing. What in, is wrong with you? <laughs> I have no this is seriously feels like uh what what's the movie with Dave Chappelle and Jim Brewer? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Funyuns, man. That's oh, what it man. feels like. It's Jim Brewer's talking on the other side. Anyway, I'll let Jay. I'll let Jay give you the story on how we came back with the book. <laughs> my version's a little uh, embellished, shall we say? Oh, blurred, blurred. Okay. Um. Yeah. Ooh, the, take a the, <laughs> the book. The book wasn't. Walk it off. <laughs> the the book wasn't. Uh, like completely well I'm not gonna say it wasn't our idea but like we didn't come up with the idea there's 
Uh, oh, I that... already told you the Brits invented books. <laughs> I'm not saying, but I'm not claiming we came up with the idea for books. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. So no, the the publisher uh, Helvetique, which is the publisher, they uh, they have several um, beer hiking books, and they, they actually recently published a a wine hiking book, and um, oh, wow. I think there's a whiskey hiking book. There, there's a few different ones for different areas of the country and there's a few in Europe because of the it's a it's a European publisher so no it's a, I had actually known about it and uh, I knew the guy who was supposedly working on beer hiking California uh, which never actually happened but um, he he basically I was like that's a, that's a cool idea and there should be one for New York so he gave me the publisher's email and I emailed the publisher and it was surprisingly easy to get in touch with like you know, oh, no. the head of this company who was basically just like, yeah, we'd love to have a, a New York book and uh, really didn't vet us at all. He was basically just like, yeah, OK, some doofuses are agreeing to write a New York book. We'll do that. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, you first approached him with the idea of peyote hike, peyote hike. You, you approached him. Phil, Phil that's, <laughs> that's the so next one. On that. That's the next one and he I wants to say, do. The guy who was going to write Beer Hike California he went sober halfway through the book. Yeah, right? he quit drinking. That's why it didn't yes. happen. Right, yeah. right. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> I don't yeah. even think he was a problem drinker. I think he was just like, I don't want to drink anymore. And it yes. was just like, he went all right. California sober, right? Yeah, it was California sober. It's it was just a weird, uh, weird guy to write a book. So, yeah. Interesting. So, like, both of you are, 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 experienced hikers so how did the the beer get brought into this hiking i'm guessing you know it's hiking then stop at a brewery stuff like that uh is mm. that is that the general purpose of the the book yeah i mean so the idea of the book is that we pair a hike with a brewery nice so you know we uh we kind of searched around the state you know looking at where the great hiking areas where where the great breweries and there's over 450 breweries i think in new york state wow is that the correct number 450 it's yeah something there. like that something like that wow around 450 so you know there's a lot of a lot of breweries and obviously there's a lot of great hiking you know we really have a great varied uh terrain in the state so it was i'd say easy to piece together because we had a great volume of of hiking and of breweries but difficult because you know there are so many good breweries and so many good hikes so we had to kind of figure out you know what uh what would be good for the uh i guess the first kind of edition you know yeah but, and it's, uh, it, in some ways um yeah like it was hard to pare down because like we knew there were areas that we wanted to go to and there were either like a lot of hikes to choose from or a lot of breweries to choose from and kind of felt bad leaving stuff out sometimes but and then there were a couple areas too where it was like we we know we went, we wanted to do a hike there but we couldn't find a a good brewery or or vice versa there was like a brewery we wanted to visit and couldn't find a good hike so but yeah it was um yeah you basically just the idea was you know you know beer and and hiking go well together and let's pair up some hikes with nearby breweries that you know either you know are linked to the area like the, the local community or you know just kind of give a sense of of the kind of area you're hiking in and and turning people on who might be familiar with those breweries to things that they can do near them you know so yeah so it's a vice versa kind of thing you know yeah. someone could visit the brewery and be like oh 
you know, before this, we could do the hike or, you know, someone's like, oh, shit, we could go here for a hike and then stop here for the brewery. Exactly. Exactly. So everything awesome. in the book, the the brewery is in, I think, almost every case, the brewery is less than 10 miles from the trailhead. Nice. Um, and uh, there, I think there's only two in the books where it's like, you know, 11 or 12 miles away. But for the most part, they're really nearby. Nice. So and almost all add- of them have food as well. So you can get something to eat. And if they don't, they generally have like a nearby place or maybe deliver food. Right. Yeah. That's that's my biggest thing with breweries. You know, I I love Westkill. Uh, well, I used to love Westkill, mm. but when I started hiking there, they just served beer and they had pretzels. And, mm. you know, I wasn't I'm not a big beer fan. So I would mm. go there and I'd just be like, you guys got like burgers or something? And be like, no, we got pretzels. Mm. No, they and do they, they have good burgers now. They yeah. have good food. And that's that's the thing I think people are are like the breweries are developing is that we need food with beer, of course. Yeah. Like that's what all like uh bars have and stuff like that, because you know, you, you eat more, you drink more, stuff like that. So maybe they're catching up. But that's that's incredible. But uh, you know, I could edit this part out, you know, uh so don't mind I say no or yes. And I'll edit it out. Did you guys visit the breweries personally? For the book, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Nice. Yeah. 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 So for each brewery, we, um, you know, we, there's a, a highlighted beer, basically. Um, and in a lot of cases, it's like, you know, we talk to the the bartenders or, or you know, one of the brewers and kind of like, you know, if we were if we were going to talk about one beer, what would it be? Like, what's your flagship? Uh, you know, what what's the kind of the one you hold up as as kind of your your ideal? So, you know, for a lot of them, it's those. And we, you know, talk a little bit about how it tastes. But, you know, we try and get into a little bit of the history of the brewery and, you know, some of the different styles that they they might brew, that sort of thing. So, yeah, no, we definitely we we went to everyone and and several and several others that didn't make the book. So not a bad gig. Volume two. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nice. So were there any like challenges or surprises from, from the, the creating this book? I I mean, like I alluded to before, I think there were a couple of spots where we kind of wanted to get to, and, and we couldn't either because we just ran out of time before the, the deadline, or in some cases, like I said, like, you know, doing some hikes, like in the Northern Adirondacks or something like that, but you know, nothing like brewery yeah. or around there to get to or, you know, the other way around, like I, I really wanted to try and get something in like Rochester because um, that's such a, you know, beer, like such a great beer town. But, you know, there's really no like kind of suitable hikes around there that that would have fit the criteria of what we were looking for. So um, I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, it was it was a lot of work, but I feel like, you know, logistically things went pretty smoothly you now. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I would say there were some things that didn't really tally up in terms of the distance between the hike and the brewery, which is a little bit of a shame at times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we found, uh, generally, you know, some really good hikes to, to pair. Uh, there were, there were occasions where there was a good brewery. There wasn't like anything close enough to really combine the two, <clears throat> you know, like, and, and there were some good hikes out there that weren't close enough to a brewery. So that was, you know, a little bit of a, a tricky thing every now and then. But again, there were so many other places that were, you know, kind of fit in the criteria. But, you know, a brewery pretty close to a, a good hike. The, you know, it was pretty easy to to kind of work with those. Nice. Yeah. So- and, and I I will say just also, like, it was not hard to find breweries that were great. Like, 
I mean, the the book is, you know, really meant to be, you know, it's we're not like, you know, critiquing the beer or anything like that. Like it is, a, it is really a kind of a celebration and a discovery of, of, you know, New York state beers and, and such. But I mean, I can honestly say that uh, all the breweries that we went to were at least good, if not very, very good. Nice. Um, like uh, there's nowhere where I wouldn't go back again to, to try their beers again, you know? So it wasn't just like a, a, a you know, a matter of, you know, let's find any brewery nearby. Like it, it was not hard to find really good breweries. Nice. Yeah. And that's, I know, I got to admit that probably is really tough to pinpoint certain spots and certain breweries and then go and investigate and stuff like that. So that's got to, and you guys have this all over New York state, correct? Yeah. The book nice. is called Beer Hiker New York State is its full title. Nice. Awesome. That's so yeah, cool. So, so it extends, I mean, it, there's a couple areas we, we just, again, just logistically couldn't get to or kind of ran out of time. We wanted to have a couple of places maybe on Long Island and we we kind of wanted we didn't get out like all the way west like we didn't get out to Buffalo Erie where there's some some great breweries and great hiking out there so you know we didn't have a chance to get that far out but otherwise yeah from New York City to Finger Lakes and the Adirondacks and kind of central New York Syracuse area nice it 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 covers a good bit of ground and a lot of stuff in the Catskills and the Hudson Valley good yeah so that's that's pretty wicked I mean I gotta admit breweries all over hiking all over it's getting these people out to different places and to, you know, different experiences with the breweries really helps out the local economy like yeah. a lot. So like, you know, introducing people to new places, new hiking places might get them a new interest in the area, you know, to go back again, once again. So anything and everything, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Um, so what's your suggested hike from the book? Uh, how about you, Jason? Mm. I mean, uh, well, I know, I know what Phil's going to say, so I'll, I'll stay away from that one, even though I I'll, I'll co-sign his, uh, his recommendation. I'll, I'll say one of the, one of the places in the book that I had, I wasn't familiar with before we found it for the book, um, that I really enjoyed and, and I'm excited to go back and explore a little more is, um, is more Rose state park, which is, uh, north kind of, north of, um, north of Saratoga, uh, yeah. kind of up along the north way there. Um, just a really cool spot. Uh, great, great lake uh, for, you know, they have boating and fishing and that sort of thing with some trails that go around the lakes. But then there's like this whole remote section of the of the park as well with um, some really nice single track trails and like a nice long ridge climb and some decent views. Um, really, really a cool spot. So that, that's that's one that I wasn't familiar with that I'd, I'd recommend to people. I got to admit um, that place is fantastic beautiful overview of vermont yeah from the top of that little pitch over the lake i on, love on that, that spot. little promontory there yeah it's really nice love that spot plus you know you go right through all the i mean i hate to say cities but they got queensbury saratoga springs albany stuff like that so if you're coming from the south definitely even come from the north you got a bunch of great places to stop at yeah, so lake out, george yep great i did a search and rescue training up there and it was fantastic Oh, nice so uh phil what about you sir well, <clears throat> my favorite is um, uh, Westkill. Of course. I mean, you know, I, I love that hike. It's such a good hike. Um, and, um, you know, I've sort of uh, known of that, that brewery and, you know, Mike there for a number of years, seen it kind of coming up when it was just like, uh, 
you know, a little wooden, like just a little shed basically and watch it grow. And, you know, I really appreciate everything that they do. They have a lot of, um, you know, activities that really get people in touch with the, uh, with the Catskills and with the outdoors. And I feel they're strong advocates for protecting the land there, which I like. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, that would, that would be my, my kind of go-to, I think. But, you know, I think as we kind of alluded to earlier, you know, we really had a, a, a really, you know, a real smorgasbord of like good hikes and good breweries to go to. But yeah, I guess, you know, I'm uh, a little biased towards uh, West Kill Brewery and West Kill Mountain, you know? Hey, that's a great spot in the Catskills. And of course, great hike in the Catskills. You know, once again, you said I watched them. God, since I started hiking in 2015, I, I went over there and stopped there. And like you said, it was just a little shed. Didn't even have yeah. that outcrop on there to to be kind of outside or anything like that and there was probably seating for like maybe like 15 20 people <laughs> yeah. and i i remember going there man and it was just it's crazy how much it's 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 became and to be honest people that freaking travel that far out there just to get a beer is, is pretty insane like yeah. you know everybody's like oh west kills just down the street now it's another six miles down the street <laughs> of windy up and down ripped you turning roads and they're just like where the hell am i you're out in the middle of nowhere spruce and valley long, long drive down spruce and road but it's worth it it's worth some, it it feels remote which i like you know it feels like you're out there it's kind of like you know something nice about going to the end of a valley yeah, you know, to kind of hike and have a beer, and yeah, it's a it's a it's a nice spot. Awesome, awesome. So, there's is there any like uh, while exploring all these breweries and hikes, is there any traditions uh, besides you know getting the the beer after the hike and stuff like that? Like that you found out with the the breweries and stuff? Do they like I don't know? I'm trying to think of the word to to say is they have most of them are local to hikers and stuff like that. Mm. I mean, some of them are definitely, you know, really kind of connected to the the local community. I mean, West Hill's a good example, like Phil was saying. Uh, one of them, actually, we have one in the book that's uh, up in Saratoga uh, called Artisanal Ale Works. Really, really great uh, kind of Belgian-style brewery. Um, but the, the owner is uh, super, or one of the owners, super into hiking and mountain biking. And the, the hike that we have in the book actually starts and finishes right at the brewery. Like you walk right out the back nice. door and just climb up onto this ridge and it hooks up to like this local mountain bike park. So it's, uh, yeah, so that, that was a cool one that I, I, you know, I actually went there and I had gone to the park and done a hike in the mountain biking park and then driven, you know, two miles over the brewery. And uh, I was talking to the the bartender and telling her about the book and she's like, oh, did you you do the hike from right here. I'm like, what do you mean? And she was like, there's a hike that goes right out the back door. I'm like, Oh, I guess I got to do another hike now. So <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's nice. And it, Phil, what about from you? Did you ever like experience anything that, you know, related hiking and like uh beer traditions with the breweries when you visited? Uh, not really. I think it was really Jay on that, on that one there, but um not uh i wouldn't say really any kind of traditions or whatever okay cool i mean i what about like one of the places i i 
like figured out that actually has a lot of breweries, but also, of course, wineries and stuff is the Finger Lakes. Mm. What do you guys think of the Finger Lakes area with the the breweries and the hiking? Yeah. So yeah, I went to college out that way. So um, and and actually, Phil and I before even the book, we've spent a bunch of times on the trail, a bunch of time on the trails outside of uh, of Ithaca because there's a lot of great trail races up there and stuff. Mm. So I mean, it's just gorgeous hiking. Um, and you know, I, I think, I don't know, parts of it, I feel like are a little bit, uh, more accessible just than, than some of the stuff we, we have down here, just yeah, a little yeah, more definitely. open up to, to like a wider range of abilities. But yeah, we knew we wanted to get like, um, you know, Ithaca beer into the book. So, and, and there's so many hikes around Ithaca and then, you know, we, uh, Watkins Glen is a, a hike that yeah. I think most people, if they're traveling in the Finger Lakes should do. So that was one we wanted to make sure we included. Uh, yeah, the Finger Lakes, the Finger Lakes are awesome. I mean, you could do, you could do like a, certainly could do a wine hiking book, you know, just, just, just yeah. for the Finger Lakes. I'm going to, I'm going to exit that, that out of there. So you guys, uh, it's okay. Food. I, I'm, I don't think we're doing that anytime soon. <laughs> Dude, that's very, like the hiking out there is fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it is. I mean, the Finger Lakes trail starts out there. Yep. So yeah. it all starts and yep. ends, you know, depending on where you go. I mean, awesome. Did you guys, so while creating this book what did you find out like was was the funnest about this book besides getting like you know drinking and stuff like that <laughs> like what was what was your your favorite part of writing this book mm. uh i'm gonna say no offense to phil but my favorite part was actually i did a couple of the hikes just with my daughter uh we went we we were getting to a point where i needed to get a few hikes done in in um in like a two to three day stretch we needed to really bang out a few because we were getting up near the deadline and um I, I my daughter and i went away for the weekend and just did like five hikes in two and a half days and that was and and you know hit the breweries as well and that was um you know not that i don't love spending time with phil but just getting to connect with my my kid that way no offense. uh for the weekend was Good. was that was that was a, a fond memory nice i mean that connection uh you know, you have some time. How old is your daughter? Don't mind me asking. So, yeah, two two daughters. One of them is fifteen, and the the one who I went away with for this was uh, seventeen. Nice. Um, and yeah, she's she's in college now. So that was like, uh, you know, like kind of a last minute, uh, you know, trip I got with her before she went away. So, oh, cool. nice, awesome bonding yeah. right there, especially. So, yeah, absolutely, cool memories, memories. What about you, Phil? Um, I think. I mean, one of the things that I. I really liked was finding out about the history of some of the areas, you know, like I didn't really know too much. I mean, there's like some, you know, like Saratoga, for example, I didn't really know about the, the mineral waters there. You know, I didn't know anything about that. And then there was one hike yeah. where Jay, Jay actually did this one. And, um, there was like this really deep, like pool there, green lake. Is that what it was called? Jay? Oh yeah, Green Lakes oh, outside yeah. of uh, Syracuse. It's just like yep. a, like this really interesting geological like phenomenon, and then and, you know just like some of the other ones that we did, just finding out about you know like the old structures that were there or, you know, ice caves and you know just, you know these things that are kind of on your doorstep that you're just like, you know, it's just a hike. There's nothing going yeah. on there, and then you go there and you're like, oh, there's actually some interesting history to this area um yeah i absolutely. think so rather than just like you know rolling along the trails and 
you know, looking at the plants and the animals and the views, there's actually, you know, a lot of stuff kind of went on there historically. And that was kind of across the board on a lot of these hikes. I, I thought that was that was pretty interesting. Yeah, it definitely forced us to kind of dig a little bit more into the history of, you know, what made like, yeah, what made not just the hikes, but like just the areas mm. in general, yeah. you know, special. And that was that was cool to learn a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Right. Like for, for for a lot of them, I think about like the, the Nyack Beach yeah. one and yeah. like the one in um, uh, in Catskill where, you know, just learning about like the the famous Hudson Valley painters and the estates that that we were mm. hiking on there. Yeah, just some really cool stuff. Yeah, you're definitely right with the history and stuff. And also, once again, bringing people outside of their 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 comfort zone, you know, bringing them away from the Cater- uh, the Adirondacks, the Catskills, stuff like that, bringing them into Saratoga where they're like, you know, Saratoga Springs, Albany area where they're like, hey, there's no hiking out here. Well, there's plenty mm-hmm. of hiking. Yeah. There's definitely plenty of hiking. Absolutely. There's gorges almost all over the place. Mm-hmm. You got all bunch of places up in albany that you can hike you know the pitch pines area the the narrows area you know finger lakes you know Mm -hmm. a lot of these places these these people need to not to say to get away from the the adirondacks and the catskills but you know the finger lakes has amazing stuff Mm -hmm. uh all along the the hudson area up north between the adirondacks and the catskills yeah, absolutely. Mass amount of hikings. And plus you got you got breweries all over the place right around John Boyd Thatcher State Park. You know, uh Ithaca has, you know, everywhere. I, I've never been in Ithaca and not not hiked up in Ithaca because there is just well, they're they're saying Ithaca is gorgeous mm. because it's just <laughs> right. so massive, full of gorgeous. And yeah. I, I love that spot. Mm. But I I hope people realize, you know, they purchase this book, they realize how much more to New York State there is mm. than just the Adirondacks or the Catskills. Yeah. yeah. So mostly it's the Adirondacks. Everybody just talks about the Adirondacks, but God, New York State is full of amazing stuff mm-hmm. that, that a lot of people don't know about because they just don't want to explore that far. And it's worth it. It's definitely is worth it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So awesome. So where can we uh, purchase this book, guys? Yeah, that you could get it wherever fine books are sold. I guess um, you know it, it's uh, hopefully in in your local bookstore. Um, we're we're working on getting it into all the kind of you know independent bookstores bookstores that we know of at least around here in the Hudson Valley. But it's on you know Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com and and all that other nice. stuff. Actually, if you if you go to bookshop, I think it's called Bookshop.org, which is kind of just like you know an online book retailer, but they give a portion you could put in where you're either your favorite local bookstore or where you're purchasing from. And they give a portion of, of the sales to like a local Ooh. independent bookstore. Um, so if you're going to, if you're going to do it online, you know, I mean, that's, that's a great place to go. Nice. Nice. Get it into local, local areas. Hopefully some people yeah. will listen to this and get it into their local shop. Mm. Maybe absolutely influence, uh, get to camp Catskill. Maybe they'll put it in their boat in their store. That'd be cool. Yeah. Right? Um, so, one last question. Did you guys have a great time doing this? And would you do it again? I had a great time. I loved it. And I think we're going to need to let this one settle. And then I think I would I would probably say midway through next year, we will start putting keyboard to spreadsheet and planning <laughs> volume number two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I... 
I had fun. It was it was a it was a lot of work. Uh, as the publisher said, uh, nobody gets gets finished writing a book and says, "Oh, that was easier than I expected it to be." Right. That's definitely not the case. But um, no, it's it. I mean, look, you're hiking and you're tasting beers at various breweries. There's no way it's not going to be a good time. Um, and you know, like we said, there's 450 breweries in New York State. There's only room for 33 of them in this book. So nice. wow. uh, yeah, I would I would do a volume two <clears throat> for sure. Nice. Wicked. I can't wait. So once again, uh, look for the book online, hike, uh, beer hiking in New York, check it out. Uh, I will post links in the show notes and anywhere I can. Uh, I really appreciate you guys being on the show. I mean, I always do this, Phil, you know about this, Jason. Uh, I don't know if you know about this, but we just kind of talked about this, but post hike brews and bites, where's your favorite place to go to? Let's 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 keep this specific to the Catskills after you do a hike. Phil, Westkill, got any other place? I love Westkill. Um, you know, it's not necessarily a brewery, but I do love Brio's as well in Phoenicia. Of course. Or Phoenicia Diner. Best place. You know, and, and Woodstock Brewing is great as well. They have they have good beer and nice food there now. The cat is nice. is rich with fun stuff to do, you know, whether you're hiking up a mountain or relaxing with a some food, you know, and uh, and a drink, maybe. Yeah. Jason, how about you, sir? Uh, I mean, I'll second West Kill for sure. Um, you know, we, we, we try to include, I think we have almost all the uh, breweries within the, the Catskills in the book. Nice. Um, so, you know, they're all great. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely would second West Kill. And, and, you know, again, not a brewery like along along the lines for phil there i love the Phoenicia diner after yeah. a after a hike or a day of skiing yeah rock on <clears throat> so good. great place great place um oh so thank you guys once again for joining uh also thank you to the monthly supporters really appreciate you guys supporting the show thank you to the sponsors of the show thank you everyone who is listening uh, still after 93 episodes, uh, especially after this one, I wonder how many people <laughs> I'm going to lose after this. You are going strong. Don't worry. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. This was, this, this was a fun one on my end. This is my Definitely kind of talk fun. because this is freeloading kind of stuff. This is who I am really. Uh, but like, I really hope uh, some people are just like, wow, this this guy's inappropriate. No, it's not. <laughs> Phil, this is what it's Phil about. You... That was said by some people. <laughs> Phil will pay you $5 for every lost subscriber. <laughs> Deal. Shake. <That'll> work. <laughs> once, once again, thank you guys for uh, joining the show. Uh, hopefully success happens with your, your new book. I can't wait to get it. Uh, and I can't wait to to read on about it. Even though I'm not a beer guy, I just want to read about the hikes and the experiences that you guys had on this because both of you are, are well-experienced hikers in the Catskills and in around the New York State. So can't wait. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks, All right. Have a good night, guys. Good night. See you. Hey, guys. I just want to thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe and throw down a smooth review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any podcast platform that you use. You can also check daily updates of the podcast, hikes, hiking memes, and local news on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the official website of the show. Remember this, you just keep on living, man. L-I-V-I-N. 
wicked, 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 wicked.